Hi, it's Aideen here. Today, Claire and I have dived into the archives to bring you a pre-recorded episode focusing on personal brand. So if you have the time right now to reflect on how you use your brand, this could be just what you're looking for. As always, connect with us with any questions you have or topics that you'd like us to cover. And take care. Bye. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grow Out Loud the podcast for uh, business owners and we're just two business owners looking for a better way in business and in life. Just give us and a better way guys, that's all we yes, want. That's what we're looking for. And today we're going to talk about personal branding. So I suppose because both of us are very kind of heavily involved in that world, we're not necessarily looking for a better way to, to do or build or uncover a personal brand right now, but it's something that we have been doing for quite a while. Um, Claire, where, where do you see yourself at the moment in terms of your own personal brand and then the work that you do with their with your clients in terms of their personal brands oh good question um my my own personal brand i think it's like um you know when you are providing a certain service you don't do that service well for yourself <laughs> the cobbler's wife and all of that the jazz. Cobbler's wife. but i was thinking like the builder's house is always the last one to be built or i don't know i couldn't remember a metaphor um, but my own poor little brand um, is a wee bit of a guinea pig, really, because I try. I kind of I do a lot of reading up in articles and kind of research into what's happening in personal branding right now, and specifically for websites because I I build websites with people. So my own little personal brand has became like went through various stages of Frankenstein's monster iterations. I kind of like where it is right now. And that's thanks in no small part to your good self, Aideen, the lovely photographs that you took of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for, for my personal brand, um, I think the process even that I went through with you um, made me just like have an, a, a more of an embodied sense of what it is. So I like that kind of term of like to have an embodied sense of your personal brand um, because it's like you're, when you're a person offering services and you're the face of everything you can't bs your way through a personal brand i think in my first couple of years like i was doing it i was freelancing before i went full-time at claire creative um and like i was doing courses and i did you know the marie forleo b school thing and um i did ish i didn't get all the way through it i did it with a friend like we shared it don't think you're supposed to do that Mm -hmm. but um I went through it and it was interesting but I found myself copying what other people were doing which is not a bad place to start because you mean you put something out there to see if it feels right and you can the only way of getting something out there is to kind of start somewhere and that's just where I ended up starting um and I, I felt like in the first couple of years that I was still very much going like, oh, this person is successful. I'm going to do something similar to them. And it was only really when I stepped away from doing that, that I really, I really kind of went, well, what do my clients really want to know about me and find out about me? And 
what do I want them to know and feel about me? And because a brand is, what is it? I think a brand is not what you say it is. It's what they say it is. Um, and I, uh, a lot of people that I work with then. So in terms of my own personal brand, I have more of a sense of um, standing strong in my personal, I mean, my personality really. Like the, the, the blogs that I write, I mean, I use my own voice and the service that I actually provide is very, very personal. So in my own personal brand, it's, I barely use a logo. I use my photographs that, that you created and a very, very specific brand script. Um, and that's very much what my, my brand is all about. It's like the service, the, the solution that I help people to achieve. Um, and then in terms of my, the client work that I do, it's, um, it is a process of um, kind of identifying what the focus is. Uh, I think some people who tr start off as service providers or consultants or especially creatives, they are able to do a lot of things. They have a lot of capabilities. Um, but sometimes when you're starting out, you find it, it's quite difficult to find your voice in that large conversation some people think that oh it's such a saturated market how am I going to stand out I was like that's absolutely not a problem <laughs> if you're true to your own kind of tone and your own approach because I'm sure that you have one and as soon as you kind of start exploring that they realize oh well everybody does it this way and this is something I don't agree with or everybody does it that way and um, I find that that's not the best way to do it so I think it's Okay, long answer <laughs> summarized. Um, it took me a long time to really feel comfortable with how I presented myself online because that's mostly how I present myself. Um, and having gone through that journey, I know how hard it can be to kind of completely eliminate parts of something that you wanted to put out there that you thought might be really valuable. So if you're putting a service out there and you're doing this and that and the other, um, a way to kind of really get a more focused approach is to kind of just do one element of one of those things. And I think that that's really, really hard for people to do. And I think that's really the most valuable aspect of creating a, a, a brand is how you want people to see and understand what you do and what do you want to be known for? I think that's much more of an important thing is as a starting point for a brand is what do you want to be known for? And I think even just going through the process of getting my photographs done with you, Aideen, um, it was a reminder of that and um, what I am and what I am not That was a really long answer. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a big <laughs> question. It was a yeah. very, very big question. And you made some, some really um, what I would say very, um, sort of applicable to everyone points that it takes time and it's a journey it really 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 does take time and, and you know like that thing of you know like um if you're learning how to cook or bake or play music or whatever like you start by copying you start yeah. by learning a recipe or learning a piece or whatever and once you've kind of learned how to move within that then you can start to move to make it your own you know absolutely you can twist on things and I think um I think what you've talked about there about like kind of you know your own brand is a bit of a guinea pig because of the work that you do I suppose mm -hmm. um but you you're so it's so true you cannot bs your way 
to impress the brand. It's, yeah. and but no, excuse me, you can, but it won't last. It's not sustainable. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's keeping up a, a pretense, a farce. And it's, it's just, like putting on an accent. <laughs> exactly. It's gonna, it's gonna fall off at some point. Um, so it's very, um, it's very much a process. It takes time. And that's why, like, when somebody comes to me to ask about working together, if, if they haven't been in business for very long, I'll kind of say to them, there's probably mm. other things that you could do right now before you make photographs because you need to find out who you are as a self-employed whatever you do, you know? And I think that's, um, that's a really you can't speed that up that's and it's a very individual process and it's just a journey that we all have to go on and then you get to a point where you're like yeah okay I, I kind of know where I am now and it's still iterative like yeah we're always uncovering it. and like you know there's in terms of verbs that kind of um that we use with our brand we talk about building our brand or sharing our brand but actually we're uncovering it as we're kind of getting to know ourselves, you know, um, I think that's a kind of, that's a constant thing. But if you look at it in terms of, okay, I'm just trying to figure out who I am without all of this noise versus, you know, how can I build something that people will come to? Well, no, how can I undress this, unrobe this so that I'm showing up is exactly who I am yeah you know without Um, a robe yes indeed well (laughs) fully clothed generally preferable for business uh circumstances depending Um, on the business i guess well i suppose (laughs) um you know but there's a certain amount of vulnerability required and there's different types of vulnerability you know like if we go down the whole brede brown thing like you know, live tweeting your bikini wax isn't vulnerability. But, you know, sharing from a place of, I was there, this was tough, here's what I did. You know, I mean, that's a vulnerable thing, but it's that human connection. And I think think the longer we're at it, the more we have to uncover, you know. I think that's a really good... um to have a brand that really resonates with people it's about human connection and story works very well um in order like that's how we receive information and we retain information and how information becomes memorable is to to use stories and our own story is the most genuine one that we'll have you don't really have to reinvent the wheel there you just have to as you say i love that word uncovering it uh, instead of like creating it or inventing it or you know uh, doing anything other than just uncovering it is the more it's the more kind of yeah. genuine approach yeah and I think it, it for me with my story and my brand it took um time and work my own work but it also took other people as well to kind of go well hang on a second tell me about this thing outside perspective and to point you in the right direction that's really good um did you find at one moment that you just kind of felt that everything was just right in your brand? Because I know it's, it's an iterative process and it's always, you're never not building it, you're never not growing it, you're never not exploring it. But was there like a moment when you got, this is exactly what I need to be saying, doing, showing up as? 
Yeah, and I'd say it was probably as recent as last week. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've been learning about personal branding for 10 years uh, for myself initially and then for the business. Um, But it it is, it's kind of that thing where I'm, I'm learning to tune back into myself again in a way that I didn't for a time because I was sort of building the business and there were sacrifices that needed to be made. And I was learning a lot of new things around the, um, I suppose the business management side of things. Like we talked in the last episode about like time management and productivity. I think time and money are the two big things that no matter what you do as a business owner, you still have to learn about those things. Exactly. Um, Mm. But as I was kind of learning about a lot of that stuff, I did kind of, you know, forget about, well, no, wait, who am I as, as a human and all of this? And uh, just last week, I was at an event and to be honest, um, like certainly Coco Chanel would have looked at me and been like, what the hell is going on here? Like I, you know, the whole thing of like, take one thing off. It was like, which one thing? I was wearing like, <laughs> big earrings and I had the, the necklace on and, you know, and, and I had a conversation with somebody um, at the event and she was like, you are just the most fantastic you are just so you right now and you know and it was that thing of like yeah this is like you you talk about like embodied sense like I I have to walk the walk because of what I do yeah so you know it's all about like having my face on the the top of the website and having my face on the business cards and I have the big banner with you know bigger than life-size image of myself on it horrifying as it is (laughs) <laughs> it attracts attention and no, people don't miss it you know they know what I'm about and it's interesting when I see when I'm at events and I have the banner and seeing people look at it and either just keep walking or immediately stop yeah and I think that's really low, like that polarization where people go oh god I don't want to I don't even want to know what she's, she's way too much like definitely people, for me or definitely not for me kind of thing. Yeah, yeah yeah and I think um, the more I kind of embodied that concept, like that's something that I have considered like from the early days, you know, if you, if you think about it in terms of like musicians that you really love, you've probably got a friend who hates that musician or that band. And it's that like, it's that kind of thing, you know, where when you're being yourself, you know, and especially like musicians, they, they make the music that they were made they were put here to make, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, you know, when you get away from the kind of the, the pop or the manufactured stuff and not everybody will like it, but that's not, that's not why they make it. That's yeah. not the point. And I think in business we get, um, very kind of afraid to stake a claim sometimes because we run the risk of alienating people and therefore losing business. But actually, if we kind of try to stay in that middle of the road and please all people, nobody really notices us. It's, yeah, you become very kind of invisible. So yeah. you're basically saying, be Marmite. Yes. And that, doesn't, <laughs> and that doesn't mean, you know, I mean, and I have people, I've had, I've had people ask me this. What do you do if your client is a bit boring looking? Or what do you do if your client doesn't have, you know, because I have quite a big personality, which I know um, pushes people away. And, you know, and there's times when I go, oh, I wish they liked me. But then there's other times, as it, like with my business hat on, I go, yeah, but we'd, we'd work terribly together. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, I, it, like in terms of like clients who, who don't have, you know, piercings or like not, very few of my clients would have, uh, would say, you know, I have like half my hair shaved off and I have a nose ring and, you know, and I, I have these like wild glasses. Like I have a very particular aesthetic, let's say very few of my clients would, you know, and I've had clients who have the most simple aesthetic and the most gentle personality. That doesn't mean that they can't have an exquisitely them personal brand that makes people go, yes, I want to work with him or, oh my God, she's exactly who I was looking for. You know, you can be, like I'm probably, I'm quite Marmite and I suppose in what I'm saying, mm -hmm. but I'm just thinking of like, we'll say other clients that I've worked with who aren't necessarily Marmite. They wouldn't necessarily repel people, but they would cert like people would either really notice them or maybe just not notice them at all. You know, I know what you mean? Yeah. So it's not that you need, to, you, you don't need to be controversial or provocative. Um, you know, I've had, I had a conversation with somebody recently and, they were trying to put those words on me and I was like no I'm not I, I don't want to make anybody upset or annoyed that's not what I do I help them I help people to, to stand up and be themselves yeah so it's not about being provocative it's about not giving a, well not putting so much emphasis on what other people what their opinions are of you as long as you are actually genuinely being yourself I mean you you can't you can't question somebody's brand if they're being as honest and true and genuine as possible. But it's yeah. not, it's not an act of being provocative. It's an act of being not going with the crowd, I guess. I guess it's mildly disruptive. Yeah, a little bit disruptive. A little flavor. I like yeah. that we're not talking about fonts or colors and logos here. We're having yeah. a huge conversation about brands. And usually when I talk to people about brands, it's, well, obviously not you because you're in branding. Um, usually when I talk to people about their brands, it's, um, Oh yeah, I like this font and here's my little logo that I made on, um, I don't know, clip art. Like, please don't give me that. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, it's, I, I love that um, even the term branding and personal branding, it's much more in people's vocabulary now than it ever was before. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think, that's a, I, think, I think that's a little bit of a reaction against... Um, the anonymity of the internet yeah and um, the, the, the growing availability of like really nice looking templates that you mm -hmm. can just kind of fill in your details and there there's your brand <laughs> but it, it's it doesn't have any any meaning did you ever read this article a thousand true fan a thousand true fans is that no. like an austin austin cleon thingamabobs i don't know but it sounds interesting and i do love austin cleon I think I came across it through, I think it's one of the quotes in his, yeah. one of his books. I'm, I'm, you know, this is me completely unresearched. Um, but there's an article called A Thousand True Fans and it, they talk about a business only ever needing a thousand true fans. So this is not like a thousand followers on Instagram that never really know who you are. But a thousand true fans is all you'll ever need to be quite successful because a true fan is really somebody who they will buy everything that you put out there. They will queue up at six o'clock outside the Apple store to buy the iPhone, whatever that's coming out next. So these true fans are people who live and breathe the brand that you've put out there. And it's usually something that is 
um, not necessarily provocative, but using one of your words, authentic and um, disruptive as well. So Apple has a good example of a brand that is slightly disruptive. They made phones into music devices. If you think like it's so in our, we're in our kind of understanding of technology now that, well, of course your phone plays music. But when we were coming up in the days, yeah. there was like, there was just about maybe three ringtones and that was about it. Well, mm-hmm. showing my age there, we bit maybe. But um, the, the idea of um, just being very, very genuine and true to your own personality, and very specifically for personal brands. I mean, bigger brands would have like a different approach, do you think? Yes and no, but if you go back to Apple, like Apple was founded on Steve Jobs sort of philosophies, Uh, you know, that like we make computers, but the reason that we make these computers is because people want a different way to do things. Yeah, we're going to be, yeah, and we're going to be the ones to solve that problem for them. So I think, you know, and I've had clients um, where, you know, they have employees, but yet they, uh, who do, you know, who will do the work, but they recognize that the, the company is being hired based on who this one person is and their philosophy and their way of doing work because the founder's philosophy and personality I mean, I, I know it'll get to a point where, you know, it, it can become this big unwieldy thing. I don't think anybody who is operating on that level is going to be listening to your podcast like this. You know, I mean, again, we we talked what? about it. We, <laughs> I know, I know, I'll fry. But we we touched on it briefly, and we will have to get to it in one of the next couple of episodes. But you know, rework. I think you know. I don't know if they even have fifty employees yet. I think it's twenty. Yeah, you know, I think it's like, not yet. It's not yet. They're it's de- not they exactly. deliberately keep it small because it's that's not the kind yet. of company they want to run. Exactly, and so you know, like again, that's a that's a personal brand choice. Do I want to have staff? Do I want to grow? Do I want to be an agency? You know, we're fed all these messages of like growth, 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 and you have to be scaling. And how can you scale your business? Like, and I've been asked that, and like, well, there isn't there isn't really any way I can scale my business. I can work with bigger clients. Um, but I'm the, I'm not gonna start employing other photographers. That's I could, but it's not the route that I want to go down. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's that's definitely a, a brand choice and a personal brand choice. Yeah, um, the, the business that you want to have is definitely a brand choice as well. Do you find when you're working with your um, working with your clients or even developing your own brand? that there is a kind of um, a core thing that you go back to. So the elephant in the room that we're not talking about is Simon Sinek's talk, Start With Why. <laughs> um, so there's a TED talk um, that you can just watch on YouTube um, by Simon Sinek. He's written a bunch of books. He's kind of a go-to person for a lot of this leadership, new leadership stuff that's happening. Um, but he has a, a very, very, very famous TED talk called Start With Why or Find Your Why. Oh, crap. Which one is it? They're both his books, Find Your Why and Start yes. With Why. They're different books. Exactly. But if you Google Simon Sinek, um, that talk, and he talks about Apple, and he talks about that kind of boiling it all back to their core value, really. We do things differently. It's not about uh, how they do it or what the product is, but it's about their kind of core 
values, core philosophy. Do you find that that has helped you defining that for yourself has helped you to be, to kind of like step into your brand a little bit more? And is that something that you help your clients to do? 100%. Um, For example, when I had my brand identity designed um, just over three years ago now, I was marketing myself as a wedding and family photographer. Oh yeah. That brand identity, the, the, the logo, for want of a better word, has not changed but I have grown into that and I have grown into there was an element of me understanding who I was then but being afraid Mm -hmm. so even in those last in in those three years there's been that journey of me kind of uncovering my true uh, passion as a as a photographer and as a business owner Um, and definitely like I've seen like you know the longer I'm doing this the more I'm kind of growing into all of that and that was that was not I suppose look is not the right word but because I'd been doing all of these um exercises and worksheets around personal branding for years beforehand I went to my graphic designer uh, the wonderful Ashling of Treetop, Treetop. Studios name check Ash <laughs> <laughs> But I went to her. I didn't actually know her at the time at all, really. But I just knew that she understood what a brand was versus a logo. Yeah. And I took all of these worksheets to her and I gave her everything. And so even though my business has changed, um, my guiding beliefs and that who I am and who I am not that hasn't really changed. My point of view has just gotten stronger. My voice has gotten stronger my business has gotten stronger, um, but I'm still the same person, more or less. That's that's a great. It's a credit to Ashling as well for having um, translated all of your exploration work into something that you're just. This is the mark that represents you now, and I, and I love that because it came from somewhere that was quite meaningful. Yeah, yeah. Must work with Ashling actually. <laughs> oh God, yes. Everybody must. She's incredible. <laughs> But it's definitely, you know, like, like that's the thing. There will be um, physical and visual and verbal manifestations that may change. Mm-hmm. But the root of it, the who we are, it doesn't, we may have life-changing situations. We may have, you know, um, big events that may happen in our personal or business lives that may change the course of things forever. But who we are as a person, you know, that kind of like DNA thing, like it doesn't really, it doesn't really change. It will develop and it will shift and it will deepen, but that's not the same as it changing. Like, you know, I'm a different person. You just grow into or you grow towards something else. so in terms of personal branding now this is a question that some that comes up for um that i get asked quite a lot so some people who are service providers um my book one page one piece of advice is like if you can use your own name use your own name was there a specific reason apart from the irish spelling of your name um (laughs) is that was that would that be the main reason that you chose a brand name rather than your own name yeah well, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, next yeah. question. <laughs> but Firechild came about long before the photography bit did. The fact that they alliterate is just by chance. The Firechild stuff came around in like 
2011 and I didn't put the photography with it for about four or five years after that. Oh, right. But it does come from my name. And yeah, the simp- I was like, I can't use my own name in a domain because people just will not be able to spell it. Oh, you know, yeah. It was just going to cause too many problems. But my name means little fire. So oh, it's it little fire. It did. Oh, little yes. fire. <laughs> so it did come from that thing. Now, has it been like, there's been times when people say, oh, and, um, so do you do family photography? And of course, yes, at the, at the time I did. But that wasn't what it was about. And um, so there is that thing of like, oh, it can be a bit mistaken. Whereas with your name, it, you can't be mistaken for being something other than you are. Um, I have absolutely no regrets. Oh, cool. Because I've kind of, in line with Fire Child Photography, I've built my own brand as Aideen Curtin. Mm-hmm. You know, excuse me. Like those things, those two things have kind of happened in tandem. So when people, when people search me, when they find my website, I, I don't know if they would be searching my name or, or the website, if you know what I mean. Um, Fire Child is quite memorable as well, though, as like a, as a name, as a, yeah. And, yeah. It, and it kind of speaks to a lot of them. I mean, your name does mean little fire, but the, I like the way that you've kind of had these little spin off ideas. Like what's your, your mailing list, your newsletter is called something, the spark oh, fire, fire pit, fire pit. I love that you've kind of, um, kind of used that as the kind of kept the, kept the theme running through, but you haven't felt the need to have like flames <laughs> on your side or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it is quite memorable as well. And I think that's the key to um, to making a brand memorable and sticky, like to stick in people's minds. Um, it's something that people, when they're when they're making a new website or doing a new business, or I mean, I talk about people in the early years of business quite a lot. Um, but I think it's people him and haw a lot about what their domain name should be, and it stalls projects so much because they think it needs to be. The, as you say, the DNA and the be all and end all of everything. And they can get very caught up in that decision to what, what to call it. And I think it's um, sometimes there will be like a, a lightning bolt of this is what it's going to be. It's what it always was meant to be. And then sometimes it's like, do you know what? I'm just going to use this for now yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. change it later. And and I think that's, a, I think that's allowed as well. Sorry, yeah, I'm talking over you. But as I say, nothing is set in stone. Exactly. Um, but there is that danger then, I suppose, of becoming known as one thing and then trying to, you know, you have an element of success with it. You kind of, you end up sticking with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting, um, the whole domain thing. Do you think, is there an element of, I would always imagine that when there is that kind of um, sticky situation, there's that resistance that, we're often caught between what we know is the truth and what we think should be the case. Ah, yeah. Is it aspirational or realistic? I think, I, I think the, for me, okay, the, my bit of advice that I always kind of fire out to people when they're really getting stuck and they've got like a list of 50 different ideas for domain names and the .com isn't available and uh, all this. We had that with Grow Out Loud .biz like the dot-com obviously wasn't available because it's such an awesome name. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, um, like, as you, you, you talk about growing into that name and growing into that brand over time, I think the key factor is to decide and to not worry about it so much because the name 
how things look. It all is kind of up for grabs in the, in the, even the first 10 years of business, because if you do rebrand, you involve your audience in that rebrand and you bring them with you. But what doesn't change is that core belief, that core message, that core value thing. And that kind of brings it back to, you have to do that work instead of um, just kind of sticking a few elements together and hoping for the best. You have to, I think it's very important to go, well, really, what, what is, what is the thing that I want to, what path do I want to walk? And then I think after that, all of those decisions become easier. It's not that they're irrelevant, but they become easier because it's like, if you have that, you've been able to grab that why or that kind of core message with both hands, like those decisions are like, well, obviously it, it has to be this, or, well, obviously this is how we're going to say it, or, well, obviously this is going to be our target audience. And I think that's like, you can, you can have a lot of um, flexibility with the fun stuff, like the, the websites and the photographs and all that kind of stuff after that core message is kind of nailed. Yeah, it's true. I, I had a client, um, Oh, it's probably two years ago now, maybe. Um, and she's an artist. She's an caustic artist. So she paints with molten wax. And then she uses a blowtorch. Yeah, I've seen those pictures. They're great. This weekend, I'm going, I'm taking a workshop. I'm going to have the blowtorch in my hand. Oh, it's very exciting. I'm so jealous. But oh, Isabel, no I know, I can't wait. But Isabel has written on her, the, one of the walls in her studio. And I hope I get this right let it show itself oh nice oh nice yeah which is exactly what you're kind of talking about that it becomes this like well of course it's that yeah because it you're not trying to push any round pegs into square holes you're just letting the peg be the shape that it is and letting it go where Mm. it's supposed to go and i think because in the early years of business, no, in life, a lot of times, <laughs> it can be easy to kind of go, okay, well, what am I supposed to be doing? What am, what, where should I be right now? What boxes should I have ticked? Um, and it can be easy to kind of get lost in that aspect of things instead of going, okay, where am I now? Where do I want to go next? Like, what is this next thing? Or, or rather than that, looking inwards and saying okay where have where have I come from mm-hmm. you know like with my clients like I always say the the moment the day that we do their shoot work it's kind of this little pinch point in time because they've had to do a huge amount of work and um they've undergone a huge amount of growth to get to the point of being ready to invest the time and the money to have the shoot but also being willing to step up to that yeah but then as a direct result of that stepping up and stepping into the brand, it results in this whole other element of growth. So I have to be very aware that I'm capturing them as they are now on that path that they've come from, but also who they're going to be in oh, six, yeah. 12, 18 months time, because, you know, that, so there is that uh, kind of growing into this thing this confidence and this sense of truth yeah I think a lot of people that you work with as well just the moment of doing that those photographs with you it's like the photographs are almost a byproduct of the whole experience it's like 
I mean, I worked with you and we had this whole build up process and you helped me to under, uncover parts of my brand that I'd kind of forgotten or like, cause you get super busy and you're like, you're okay, firing stuff out and you're putting things together. And, um, just taking that moment with you was actually really valuable for me just to kind of go, huh? Yeah. Do you know what? That's always been there. And let's double down on that aspect of it. And I think the, the photographs are like unbelievably useful because anytime I'm doing anything, I'm like, going, well, I know what image I'm going to use because there's 10 of them. Um, and I, I just think like stepping into that kind of meaning was really, very important as part of the process with you. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's an idea that keeps coming back into my head as we, as we talk about this. Um, and the last episode we ended in a poem so I'm going to end in the like maybe wrap it up with an idea that you know Michelangelo the sculptor like the very like sculptor painter uh, renaissance dude um, he says that every block of stone has a statue inside of it and the task of the sculptor is to uncover it and I think that's a nice kind of idea to think about a brand so like maybe you've got all of these ideas or you've all of these capabilities or you just have this kind of raw energy that it's going to go into your, your business and your personal brand. And the process over the years is like to chip away and to find the sculpture inside of that big idea or that big block. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite things and, and related to sculpture, like the, the art, the etymology of the word sincere is. Oh, left-handed, isn't it? No, sincere without wax. Because when the sculptors were working in marble, now maybe it's maybe there's. Oh, I'm thinking of sinister. <laughs> Sorry, oh, that would be the, the French. Um, but when the sculptors were working in wax or in marble, if they made a mistake, they would plug it with wax. Oh. So a sculpture that was sincere without wax was a real honest. He wasn't like, honest gad sculpture. Phony like. Yeah, Love and it. I think like oh, hashtag authentic. <laughs> no. But if we can be sincere, yeah, and if we can be ourselves, then you can't can really put a foot wrong, really. If you're, if you're, if you're, all of your decisions are based on some kind of core, some kind of core, like it, it, things become easy and obvious. It's just about doing that work, doing that work. Aiden, where can we find you online? You can find me at my website, which is firechildphotography.com, or you can go to my Instagram, which is at Firechild Photography. And what about you, Claire? I'm glad you asked. Because I have a website, you know. It's called oh, ClaireCreative.com. Uh, ClaireCreative.com. It's all about um, getting leads and clients with your website. And some tips in the blog there. And very similar content in a more visual form on Instagram at uh, ClaireCreative underscore com. Awesome. And we have been growing out loud. Thanks, Claire. Thanks, baby. See you next time. See ya. Love it.